Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Review, Selfie Down Under, with me, your host tonight, Anthony, and I'm joined, as ever, with Paul. Paul, how are you going? I'm good, Anthony. Uh, good weekend. We uh, we obviously caught up socially. We both had uh, Friday off and a bit of a boys' day, uh, a few beers and some barbecue. Um, so, yeah, it was a good start to the weekend, and uh, yeah, three-day three weekend, can never complain with that. Yes, hefty drinking. Um, I went and got a blood test on Friday morning, so I went and saw the doctor for results today. But thankfully, that wasn't on the back of the weekend that I've just had. Um, <laughs> timed it. Uh, I like to my blood, my blood, I timed my blood test before rather than after my drinking sessions as well. The liver enzymes might have been up a bit over the weekend. Um, yes, like I said, Paul, we had a wonderful time on Friday at Big Don's Smoked Meats, um, the biggest pit pit house in the southern hemisphere or near enough or close enough um so, yeah. so if you like your american barbecue and you live in perth western australia hit up big dawn um yeah so we had a bit of a cooking class learned a few things but probably learned it's probably easier just to go and see him and uh get fed at his restaurant but that aside um very good very good on the park as well on saturday night perth time um as celtic took on Kilmarnock. Uh, banishing the last-minute demons of uh, <clears throat> Lazio on uh, Wednesday night, unfortunately. But um, but a good performance and got us back. Well, just got us back into winning ways. League-wise, we are in winning ways. But um, good to sort of get us back on track. Paul, what was your overall impressions of the match? It was comfortable, it, and it probably should have been even more comfortable. It was one of those games we we won three one, but at some point there was a point there where I thought when it was two 0 I thought it could be five or six, and, and I thought it, it, that wouldn't have flattered us. And so, in the end, it was probably a fair bit more respectable than than it could have been as far as Colmanet were con- concerned, and and there was enough in the game. Because mild controversy and a little bit of whinging and grumbling is was is often the case, but we'll 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 dig into that in a in, in a bit. But I think it's domestically at least, I think it's probably the best we've looked um so far this season. At, at times we played some really fabulous stuff. Um players uh I think the 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 team in general played at a very high level. Uh and, and there weren't too many um if any, that you could you could find fault with, to be honest. So, um, yeah, an all round accomplished performance, great result. Disappointing to lose the, the goal we did, but but other than that, 
and and there's there's a grievance there as well, which again we'll touch on. But yeah, I think a bit of a shame for us that the the, the break is coming when it is, um, because on the back of that performance, it would be nice it'd be nice to roll straight into another Champions League round and see if we can build some momentum. That said, the break gives players some players a chance to get a a bit of fitness back, um, bit more bit more time on the training ground with Brendan and and, and the coaching staff. So. Look, it's 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 not the end of the world, but yeah, all in all, um, a good night's work. I can't really <clears throat> disagree with anything you said there, Paul. Um, the it was one of those games where the storyline did not reflect the um, the quality and the, the the chances that we probably gave up. I mean, we had twelve shots on target, according to my statistics, twelve to one, seventy-seven percent possession, eleven corners to one. But somehow we managed nine fouls to seven, even though we um, we had the Lions' share of the possession. Um, yeah, it, obviously they got it back to 2-1 in the second half, and, it, and there was probably a period of five minutes there where it was, I wouldn't say nervy, that's probably being probably, I think, a little bit over the top. I kind of feel that they maybe actually put their foot on the ball for once because up until that point they were just humping it up the park and we were just recycling possession and, and basically did that for the first 60 minutes non-stop um i agree and the tempo that we were moving the ball was really good um obviously the weather in scotland that weekend or on the weekend was hellish um a lot of people were not even able to make it to the grounds um so the ground looking quite sort of sparse with supporters but understandable when Basically, every time on tw- I logged into Twitter, <clears throat> people were just sharing, you can't get to the ground by this road because it's under uh, a 10-foot puddle of water sort of thing. So I think, you know, hats off to the fans that, that actually did make it to the game because that in itself was a, was seemingly quite a mission just to do that. Um, the the play that, the, you know, there were obviously the, the guys that did, uh, the guys and girls that did get there were, were obviously... Um, you know, there were, there were, you know, it was a great, great show by the boys and uh, really, really, um, it was good to watch. Um, and I, I agree. I think it is the best overall performance that I've seen for a whole 90 minutes this season so far. And it just, I think we get a little bit carried away every season because we won the treble last season. All right, we changed managers, but you just expect the team just to start where they left off last season and it doesn't work like that uh, obviously you've Brendan introducing new tactics and new formations but just in terms of building up you could see in the last few weeks it's just been it's like fine-tuning an engine it's just been getting better and better and better <laughs> admittedly Kilmarnock didn't come out to play uh, I was quite surprised at how passive they were um, understandably they they managed to get a result against us at, at Rugby Park in the League Cup. So I kind of thought that maybe they would come with a little bit of confidence and try and press us a bit, but they really, really sat off as I was really quite surprised at how deep they were sitting and just inviting pressure. Um, so that for me was a bit of a surprise. Um, but like I said, compare it to the Motherwell game the week before where it really it took us a long time to get going. We really, really started the game really well. And I thought at the start of the second half, we really came out flying again, sort of thing. We pushed the reset button at halftime and came out flying again. So for me, that was very positive and, and, and good to watch. So um, <clears throat> I suppose in terms of team selection, Paul, any sort of surprises, shocks, um, anything that sort of jumped out at you there um, before we move into the game itself? Well, the two pieces, well, there's, there's two obvious positions that were sort of up for grabs or debate, and then there's potentially a third, which in hindsight probably looks a bit silly. Um, but but that the wing position is, is has been up for debate constantly since Abada's injury. So um, you know, we've seen Forrest started there, we saw Yang start there against Lazio. Um, but yeah, finally Palmer got the the opportunity with his first league start. Which pushed uh, Meira across onto the um, onto the right side, um, but I didn't think that was a massive shock. Um, obviously, Palmer looked good when he came on um, against Lazio, and he's probably been overdue an opportunity. So um, nice to see the change, but like I said, probably not a big surprise. Um, 
obviously, uh, with CCV coming back against Lazio, we hoped he'd come through that period unscathed, albeit obviously had a, a bit of a blow in terms of an error right at the death. But, you know, we put that down to, to rustiness more than anything, I would say. Um, and so he gets a start. And, and I don't think there was any real debate if that was going to happen about who would partner him. Skills has barely put a foot wrong. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not, quite in the camp that says Scales has been an absolutely perfect player since he since he came into the side I like like we've touched on I do think he's still got his potential faults and limitations but he is he is building up ahead of steam in terms of his performances Um, and just in terms of that balance I think he was he was entitled to keep the jersey so they were the two two areas where there was an initial um, opportunity for 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 potentially rotation and the other one I had discussed in the run up to the game albeit that I wouldn't have done this it was potentially uh, a midfield berth getting a swap round. So um, between Bernardo's um, little cameo against Lazio, he looked very neat and tidy um, and technically strong. Uh, and there's also a clamour for for home, um, albeit he had his issues in Rotterdam. But he, he prior to that, he looked good. And so there was there was a bit of commentary online about you know potentially refreshing the midfield and and if you were going to do that really the only player that you would potentially have put back on the bench would have been Rio Itate but um that would have proved to be we didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) exactly which is why I said at the start of my comments that 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 whole debate became a little bit moot um in terms of, of of what we went on to see in terms of how good Rio was on the day so um that was the third area where there was potentially some discussion pre match um but obviously Brendan sees more than, than than we do. And um I think obviously he was more than proven right in, in his overall team selection. Because as I said in my open opening remarks, I don't think there was a single player that you could have found fault with in terms of the starting lineup. Um and and and, and even the subs, you know, they come on so so late this time. You know, it's not the usual three on at 60 minutes and another two on at 70. They were all quite late in the game and didn't really have much opportunity to to sort of really get stuck in at that point. So, and I do find if you put subs on really late in the game and the game is pretty much already done, then you just find that players are, are forcing the issue a little bit and, and snatching at stuff. So you don't really get a true reflection on on what their absolute capabilities are. So yeah, th- those were those are my main thoughts around around the selection. But but overall, um a, a good team selection and a great performance. Yeah, I mean again, I'm um part part of me is surprised that we actually are having an international break already. It kind of felt like we just had one. Um so I mean, Scotland's got games against Spain and France, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's just, yeah, for me, it just seems like, you know, we're at this packed calendar of fixtures, but here we are having another international break. But anyway, uh, not to worry. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the actual, um, you know, we started really well. That first chance was the the offside goal from Kyogo. Um, it just unfortunately went a wee bit early. Um and I think there was just that sort of pass. Maeda just sort of the, the touch just just we bit just went half a yard too quick. Um, so that was like our first real sort of chance. And you just felt that Kamara were going to be in for a really hard day. AJ was shooting from everywhere. Like he didn't get the the free space. I counted at least three long range efforts that he he had. So I don't know whether they were told to, you know, if they're going to sit in, then you know, change around with a, a, a long range shot. Um, but it, the, the the deadlock was broken with a lovely bit of play from um, Rio Tati. Uh, the dragged back nutmeg I've had it recalled um, created the space for him, um, and he absolutely made no uh, no trouble whatsoever with his uh, finish, and uh, that sort of uh, made it one nil, and that just sort of made everyone realise that he was up for it, and he was you know back to you'd say the the best or the the Rio Hattati that we, we we know and love. Um he's probably not quite hit the heights this season yet, but um we knew it was probably coming, but this was definitely a performance to sort of um you know sort of say that he's he's back and you know you've got you've got O'Reilly firing, McGregor's picking up form and now you've got Hattati back. Your your midfield three all of a sudden is is going again, Paul. So I mean 
A, how do you see someone else trying to force their way in there? And then B, um, you know, how good was he and, and how good was that goal? Yeah, so I'll start with how good goal was. Um, I guess first thing is it's it's probably the easiest assist Callum McGregor will claim um, this season. He just roll, he basically strolls into midfield completely un, unpressurized and, and then rolls it into Torreo's path and he sort of does the rest. Um, I guess that was a bit, you know, it was a bit of a, a kind of key feature up to that point in the game is, is Kilmarnock just stood off us and they were happy to, to stand off us and then really try and just defend their box. And then it was, you know, big long balls forward and hope they could, to sort of grab something against our defence. Um, yeah, not only, the, look, the drag back in Nutmeg is absolutely class, but from there he then puts the burners on. He's under pressure. There's the defender's considering, does he pull him back or, you know, he can't really get the right side of him again. And he just holds him off, shows good body strength, good body positioning. Obviously, you know, a bit of a dribble as well, gets the ball out from under his feet. And then he just basically passes it into the bottom corner. Um, and I th- so I think it's the guy, um, the young guy Watson that he does that to. Um, yeah. And and to be fair, he had a torrid time against Rio. Um, it's him that they're coming together is, you know, pretend, you know, where the penalty was initially given and then ruled out by VAR, which we'll go into in more detail later. But it's him that's involved in that incident as well. It's also him that gets the goal. Um, and he, you know, for, for Kamanic, but he was, he was mostly... Um, I think he was probably charged with trying to defend that that area in front of the the defence, and and he was you know he was put through the mill a bit by by Rio, but yeah, that was just the start of it for him. He's his he was back to his all action, um, you know, box to box. His passing was great, um, just as you know, just his intensity, his press was great. He was quite often the furthest player forward, um, pressing up there alongside Kyogo, um. And yeah, the the stuff that he gets, you know, that he has criticism leveled at is, you know, if he he tries stuff and it doesn't come off, then, you know, people have got a bit of a, mo- a right to moan that he, he, you know, he's he's wasteful or he's loose passing or he's giving possession away. Uh, but equally, and he's one of the few players that will try stuff like that. And when it comes off, it's the stuff that gets you in behind. It breaks lines, especially against pack defenses and low blocks. So, so you've kind of got to take the, the you know, rough with the smooth with with him a little bit, um, and when he's off form, that you see the more of those things um, become obvious, and it's easier to moan it about him because he, you aren't seeing the the more of the positive stuff that we know he's capable of. Um, whereas when he's on form and firing, you sort of let those things slide because of everything else he offers. So, um, and, and and basically just that balance between the two. Um, is what you know what defines basically one of his great, really good performances versus one of his average or, or below par performances. So, yeah, he he had a, a really really good game. Um, I don't see anyone else really at the moment. If those three stay fit and and in form, then I can't. There's no. I don't think there's anyone else that's going to take a jersey right now. I think what we, I would like to see us is, is is put teams to the sword sooner. And let's get players rotated. Like that game should have been done by half time, or at the very least within five ten minutes of, of minutes, the yeah. Of, yeah by sixty minutes. And then you could have rotated. You could have taken two of the midfield off. You could have had both Bernardo and Home on, um, or you could have had a Wata and one or the other of the other two. And you could just got some guys some game time, which is, is badly missing in the squad. Um, and the problem is when that's the case, if people do get injured um, or even just to sort of rest legs as, as things that you go through a busy period, then the players aren't really match fit or match sharp. They match fit, I guess, because they're training every day and they're training with the yeah. players, but they're not match sharp and ready. So I'd quite like the opportunity for, for players for that to be the case. Um, but I don't really see where that's going to happen. It's just, certainly if I look at the run of fixtures that we've got coming up, you know, there's no, there's not, we're not at home very much, for example. Like, we, you know, we come back off the international break and we go double, double, go, double, we, double Edinburgh, double, double header in Edinburgh. Yeah. So, um, and then I think within the next two or three games after that, we've got to go away to Ross County and. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, I think then Aberdeen at home and stuff like that. So there's, there's not a lot, uh, and I think. Yeah, St. St. Mirren maybe either at home or away is the last fixture in the in the in the cycle of the first game. So I think I think it's I think it's Hearts, Hibs, St. Mirren. So it must be St. Mirren at home probably. And you know, they're still joint thirds, so or second third, whatever you want to call it. So I don't the think did, the hands did the hands did us a favour. <laughs> yeah, still so, yeah. so I I still so I really I don't see all those games coming up are against teams that are in theory going to give us a bit of a tough game, whether that's how good they are or because we're going away from home or, you know, whatever the situation is. So really I can't, I, you know, it's a long, long winded way of saying, I don't, I don't really see where we, we rotate the midfield anytime soon. Well, it, it is interesting because I think Brendan Rogers did say in his post-match this week that um, the new players that came in, that he's basically saying that first season is really a bedding in process for them to get used to it. He said some players will come on sooner than others, but you know, if that's his sort of mentality, then you're sort of looking at some of these players going, well, they may, they might not feature all that much. Um, secondly, I agree, Paul, um, that game, and that's probably the criticism. The game should have been over by 55, 60 minutes. Um, we'll come back to the second goal in a second, but at that point in time, you could be taking Callum McGregor off. You could be taking Matt O'Reilly off. Um, give those guys a bit of rotation because you know McGregor's going to be playing two games for Scotland because he's one of Stevie Clark's stick-ons. Um, he's not. I'm going to say he's right any younger, but he's just. We just have to manage our assets maybe so a wee bit like better when the opportunity presents itself. And <clears throat> games at Celtic Park are. Pro- presumably going to be the games where you might be able to get away with that. And we just maybe spurned a few chances at the start of the second half, but we'll come back to that in a little second. So we went 1-0 up at Sorry, at sorry Anthony, well, well, yeah. well, we're, yeah. well, we're touching on yeah. that. It's an interesting yeah. point about Rogers, right? So that, and, you know, you, I don't think we, we don't operate in a vacuum, right? So you've got to compare him to the previous manager of the previous regime. And it's quite interesting. There's a kind of tie-in across this. So you're right, Rogers does say, you know, he, he takes players longer to bed in, whereas Ange's exact opposite, right? If he thought the player was, if he's signing a player, he thinks he's in the system and he and he can be in and he uses his subs much more aggressively, right? So, because he, you know, he, he the players are asked to do more in terms of physically that they're, they're, you know, we've talked about it, so he kind of flogs his players a bit, so you kind of need the squad. So, but Rogers is not like that, but also because of that intensity, <laughs> That, that Ange puts in, he kind of wants, he's, he's a, you know, the whole, you know, we don't stop. He, he's got games won at this level by 50, 60, 65 yeah. minutes or 45 minutes even. Whereas Rogers's approach is a bit more considered. It's more, um, yeah, it's just safer, I guess. And so you're less likely to blow teams away. And if you're not going to blow teams away, then by extension, you're not then going to, have the yeah. game won really early, potentially, and therefore you're not going to have his opportunity to rotate the team as much in le- if you don't think that there's that trust factor there in terms of the players coming off the bench. Whereas Ange clearly did trust the, his his bench players because a bit like in rugby, we're in the middle of a rugby World Cup, is your your bench players are your finishers, right? Are we? They, they've, well, we're, we're not. We were. There's a World, we Cup, still, there's a World Cup still ongoing. Um uh, Australia's, Australia's out and Scotland's out, so it's kind of like. Yeah. Point. Come on, Ireland. Well, I think we'll, um, I think we'll both be. Surely we'll both be pulling on the Irish uh, heritage for the. Well, they're playing. They're playing New Zealand, so maybe the All Blacks. <laughs> I don't know about that. But we'll see. Next few weeks, but uh, yeah. So I think that that's that's a kind of bit of a challenge that we've got in that whole space because of, um, yeah, how he the the the, the lack of willingness to bed players in quickly, therefore the lack of sort of 
full trust that you have in those players and the game readiness of those players. And equally, the, the considered build-up means that you, you know, the, so the two things together mean there's probably less opportunity for rotation. So I, I would imagine Rodgers will rely on a tighter um, main squad than, than Ange probably did. I, I don't disagree with what you said there. However, given the performance on the weekends, it should still be out of sight. And I'm not saying that's going no, to happen every, every week, right. but on this particular match, you know, it should never go back to 2-1. And and um, yeah, so we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. So Rio Attack shows the 22nd minute. Um, <clears throat> Luis Palmer, got his name right this week for now anyway. Don't, don't hold me to that. 33 minutes. Fantastic interception, totally anticipated the, the loose pass from, from Killy. Zips in, and he makes absolutely no mistake with his finish, and it was very, very tidy, and it sort of curls it in around the keeper around the post, and just, he knew exactly what he was doing, and it was, just came at the right time, 2-0, you think, here we go, cruise control, Kelly had no answers. We were, I just thought, right, it was basically a case of like, you know, how many today? Like, we're really, we looked up for it. The the rain on the park, the sl- slickness of the pass, and that that intensity that I talked about earlier, just, it looked good. Um, and I guess he has come under a bit of criticism online. Like, I mean, Twitter's Twitter, and but I have seen a lot of people go, oh, he's, he's not Jota. He doesn't look that quick. He doesn't, 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 just oh, he doesn't he doesn't look that good. And it's like the guys literally just come through the door, like settling in. He's Honduran, like he's coming to, coming to Scotland, like that in itself, just a bit of a, a bed bedding in period. But everything that I've seen of him so far, I mean, even before the weekend, I was sort of like, he looks quite classy. Like he he looks likes to retain the ball, a bit of a Brendan Rogers player. Like you know, he, he's not unnecessarily going to try and force the issue every single time. He will play it back from time to time, but he just looks quite composed. And I think when you've got Maeda on the other wing, who composures maybe his not downfall, but like his question mark around that whether he's got that all the time. Um, I think they sort of yin and yang fairly well. Um, so, guess Paul, what did you, what hey, what did you make of the goal? And uh, do you think you know some of the criticism has been a little bit sort of over the top? Um, from from certain circles online, I enjoyed the yin and yang. Where uh, I, I know, assume that right. wasn't a fun. Uh, so I think uh, I agree with you, right? So he he's definitely a player who uh, it's easy to criticise the lack of pace because I think that's probably fair, right? He probably isn't quick that quick, right? He's I don't think he's a slouch, but at the end of the day, he's he's not just going to knock it past defenders and sprint past like like Maeda would do. Uh, but he he rarely seems to lose possession. He's he's composed on the ball. His passing is good. At 5'11", he's, he's a bit of a unit for a winger. He clearly can hit a, hit a strike, particularly with that right foot. It was a great finish. Uh, not dissimilar to the one that unfortunately was chalked off. Um Slightly, obviously, slightly more central and slightly further out, but he just seems to get this great whip and arc on on the ball, which is you know it's going to make goalkeeper it's going to make life difficult for goalkeepers as as balls sort of you know bend away from them. So I think there's a lot to like some of his some of the like little little bits of interplay, um, little flicks and tricks and little clips over the top of players that were trying and just about coming off. Um, all looked like you know a player with the confidence on the rise. Um, the controversy around the goal, if it is controversial, is I suppose first thing on the goal is Kyogo is pressing the defender in the first instance is what causes the loose or what helps to cause the loose pass, and then Palmer reads it great from there. And VAR checked it. Um, there is a bit of controversy online in terms of Hitati's uh, positioning in the run up to it, so it looks like. Palmer's original plan is to play in the channel, cross field, where Maeda's got tons of space and he could run onto that. Now, Hitati then tries to get out of the way of that and sort of puts his hands up to get out of the way and sort of sucks his gut in, <laughs> if he's got one, and sort of tries to like sit up on, up on his tiptoes to get out of the way. And, and, and at that point of the pass, he may 
marginally be in an offside position. However, uh, intention, apparently intention of receipt, intention of passes is important in the rules. So there is an intention for it to go to him. Uh, And then the big factor is that the defender steps in and has the first contact. So the defender contacts it. I think it then hits on Itati and it comes back to Palmer. Now, I think we've got to assume, and this is... I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth, but they're going to. I think we've got to assume that VAR understand the rules of the game and the laws of the game. So assuming that they, we, we we think that's the case, uh, between either that and uh, the lines that we never saw, but you know, I'm assuming they had the ability to put them on because it was a pretty clear uh, camera angle, then I think we've got to assume that, that one, one way or another, that decision's absolutely fine. And then after that point, you know, Palmer doesn't hang around. Uh, he he just sticks in. Now it would have been pretty unfortunate for him if he'd had two great strikes in the space week. of four days, uh, be ruled out um, uh, for 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 yeah, basically in the first one. Right, it's look at right. He's offside. Uh, if Mira doesn't touch it, I doubt he probably is offside. But this one would have been would have been a bit um, unfortunate as well. So, but it stands. It's a great hit. Um, and I noticed his celebration wasn't quite as um, exuberant on Saturday as it was on Wednesday. So he maybe he maybe had just cooled the jets a little bit, or maybe taken a bit of a ribbon in the in the dressing room after the dust had settled, and, and decided to to keep his powder a little drier this time. But uh, yeah, please for him. Um, so that's now that's now two in two league games, um, and you'd expect that he will probably. Um, start the next league game become the you, first choice you, yeah you would think that that will be good and it's, it's an interesting thing right because it means my my as a our first choice um right right winger which isn't necessarily his preferred position but uh i could see him playing a little bit more in field closer to kyogo um because of the two fullbacks aj is much more comfortable being on the outside whereas Taylor's much more comfortable to be in the inside. So I think we can have that slight imbalance, if you like, across the pitch. So be interested to see how that evolves um in, in the coming games. But um but yeah, as usual, there's overreactions um from the fan base. He's not Jaw, so it's you know it's got to be a negative. Well, as I've said before, we you know, we sold him for 25 mil, even if you think that that was inflated because of Saudi money, then he was still a 15 to, to 20 million pound player and we're not we're not going out and spending that on a replacement so he's never going to be as ready as Jota I think he'd only play what, one season in Greece so he's you know he's Honduran and then he comes to Europe he does one season in Greece and then now he's with us and that's a pretty big step up so I think a little bit of patience wouldn't have gone amiss to be honest and he looks tentatively like he's uh, he's coming on to a game we want our players now um we go in the half two week, sorry, two nil up. Um, came out the second half, out flying again, playing some really, really good stuff. And unfortunately, I can't quite remember all the number of chances we spurned, but it felt like we spurned at least two or three really good chances. And then Hatati gets um, in a bit of a tangle um, and, and and draws the the penalty call from the ref. Um, upon VAR review, that gets overturned. I've watched it 10, 15 times and I'm still scratching my head going, was it a foul? I think the tag goes down fairly easily, but is a contact? I think there is. Is that enough contact? Well, debatable. But then the referee's given it. Was there enough evidence to overturn it? Again, I'm not 100% convinced. Paul... I'm sort of sitting, I must say I'm sitting on the fence on this one. It's sort of like, I thought we we're lucky to get it, but then I wasn't overly surprised when it got overturned, but then I'm sort of saying, well, yeah, I just, I'm a bit, I'm scratching my head on that one. So this is, this was the second intervention of our, uh, in the match. Um, your thoughts? I think you've got splinters, mate, but um, <laughs> I, I, I do agree with you though. Right. So I think on on like so the ref the ref makes a pretty quick call right so yeah. he's reasonably well, he's pretty well positioned and he has he has no real hesitation and he points the spot uh var takes a good long look at it and i agree with you so i think there is contact and it is inside the box but 
is it enough for him to, to take him down? Hitati is one of these players who, and it, they're, the modern game's full of them. Um, you know, they're looking for the contact. They're, you know, happy if, as soon as they feel the contact, they go down. And as much as you or I or anyone else of our vintage would say, well, that's a lot of shit, like you stay on your feet. In every other circumstances, you pretty much get, you get a foul or a penalty if you do that because there's contact, right? I guess, and this is where I can't really tell from the pace of, like at pace, it doesn't need a lot of contact for that to to, to upset your rhythm and knock you out your stride is it enough to put you down no but is it if it's enough to and one of my grievances back in the day was most referees weren't smart enough this is what led to players going over right yeah. referees weren't because a lot of referees hadn't played the game or you know a player gets clipped and it's mini, minuscule contact but it upsets the rhythm and therefore they're knocked out of the rhythm and they're not going to reach the ball as they otherwise would have without that small contact referees would, wouldn't you know typically they wouldn't give that because you're still on your feet uh but the chance was lost because of the contact which is ultimately a foul right so players went well if you're not going to give it to me when it clearly been contact and i've been impeded which it's the impeded nature that leads to the free kick or it should players go well, i'm going to go down and and that's how the whole thing's evolved so now we've got players going down so the so the thing is ultimately i think it's soft but I agree with you. Once it's given, is there enough to overturn it? I don't really think there is, to be honest. Because if you're moving, if you're moving at pace as these boys are, you know, they're athletes. It only takes a tiny touch for it to to be knocked out of the rhythm. So, well, I guess I don't know. Oh, you're looking I'd have for been, is- I'd have been, a, I'd have probably been a bit salty if it had been given against us. So that's a good barometer. But at the same time, once it's been given, you probably go well. I don't think Vars going to say. Well, surely. Yeah, well, if that's the case, then the evidence has to be that there was no contact, and then you book Rio for diving. But obviously, there was contact. You can see that it's the amount of contact, and then that's debatable. And then you're sort of saying, well, what quantifies enough contact? And then when you've only got the two angles that you they replay over and over and over again, and you knew obviously once the referee was sent to the screen that you knew it was going to be overturned anyway. Because when have you ever seen it not overturned when they go to the monitor? That never happens. Really, um, but yeah, it was just for me. Was was that was the head scratcher for me? It was like I'm looking at it going like I can't see how you can you can overturn it. Um, but then yeah, if it had not, but, but, then it, but if it had not been given in the first place, then you say, well, no, nah, it was it was it was soft. But ah, yeah, like I said, clear and obvious. I, I couldn't see clear and obvious there, but um, we didn't get the penalty anyway. Although it was interesting, the one little dynamic while well, this was all played out was Tiago yeah. grabbed the ball. And he was going to hit it. And then McGregor came and tapped on the shoulder and went, no, this is Rio's penalty, pal. Like, yeah. hand, hand the ball over. Not that he got to it anyway, but um, that was that was interesting. Obviously, Kyogre was feeling the heat at the moment, not not not, not, not being on the score sheet yet. So, uh, so that was interesting. But um, obviously, that wasn't to be. Um, and then, again, of our attack and play, this is the third time that, that VAR didn't intervene in this instance, but Greg Taylor gets fouled on the wing. Um it's a free kick all day long, as far as I'm concerned. Like, there's no debate in that one. That wasn't like a sit in the fence type thing. You got fouled. Play goes on. Basically, they pump it up the park. AJ tries to take Big Vassal out. Couldn't couldn't quite do it. And then somehow they sent me find the extra man because Greg Taylor's either presumably still on the floor or a position. And then they put it under Joe Hart's legs, make it 2-1. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there going, how? 77% possession, we're... we're, we're Banging shot after shot at the at the goalkeeper, and yet we're now two one. With I was what was that? That was on the seventy second minute, so still twenty minutes to go, twenty five minutes to go, and you're just scratching your head, going, "Typical Celtic. <laughs> how is this? How has this happened?" Um, yeah, Paul, what did you make of it? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's precisely because Taylor gets fouled on the edge of their box. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's obviously making it, he makes his way back, but that's where the big hole is around. <clears throat> and it was a pretty, I think we were quite far, we were, the team was in general quite far forward. So he was the furthest forward on that channel, but generally the team was quite far forward. And I guess there was a bit of shock and surprise that the foul wasn't given. And so it's a bit naive and a bit amateurish that we don't play the whistle well enough. So whoever's, you know, but I don't know if Pama was still on at that point, or I think he probably was, you know, he's got to basically be taking up position and, and filling in it at left back. Um, but for whatever reason, doesn't that cover doesn't happen quick enough. Um, look, it's a bit 50, 50 in terms of the tussle um, between Vassal and um, AJ, but you could even argue there's a free kick there as well. Like, you know, Vassell uses his body pretty heavily in the first instance, and then AJ sort of rest, tries to wrestle it back. And by the end, if anything, by the end, it's probably a foul by AJ, but I think it's probably a foul by Vassell first in terms of getting his arm right across. So I would, you could almost say there's two free kicks there, but the one on Taylor is, is absolutely plain and obvious. He's pretty much wrestled um, and pulled down. And then yeah, there's a big hole that doesn't get filled in, and, and obviously scales has to step across, and he says he's a bit late getting there, and it's a sort of slide that is easy then to slip in. Watson, and then I've, this is how bad you know some of our fan bases. I've had the heart getting grief for the goal. Like, come on, like he's completely exposed, completely exposed, and he does. You know, if he saves us there, that's a phenomenal save. I don't think there's any expectation once he's exposed at that level that he he should be saving that um and yeah it's a good finish he tucks it away and it slides it underneath him and 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 that's great but or it's great for kelly but to me why is var not pulling it but like at the end of the day it doesn't get to where it gets to that's still Still the same it's all in the same phase of play exactly so i don't so the and here we go here's the thing if if we're looking for clear and obvious errors how's the wrestle on taylor not clear and obvious but the apparent non-coming together of Atati and the defender is clear and obvious like so again it's just consistency where's the consistency absent again um so i think without sounding like you know you know Vars out to get us and the referees, you know, it just it's just a poor it's just a poor decision. Um and so for for McInnes to be moaning about the second goal and completely disregarding what he's got happened to him here, he's just this usual full of non- he's well, he's we know he's 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 interviewing for the the vacancy at Ibrox through the media, isn't he? Let's be honest. That's it's got one eye on a pair of eyes. Um but yeah, look it's it's a pretty poor decision, um, and then, the, but from a, from a, from a, our point of view, in terms of that, the only thing you would be saying is that the midfield and and the wing need to be probably a bit quicker to react to the fact that we're, you know, pl- exactly just play the whistle. We didn't get it, so funnel back, you know, reorganize and and try it because it's a, it's pretty obvious with Taylor up there on his arse. Then where the danger is 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 in the left fullback position, which is absolutely what happens and where the goal comes from. So, well, I think you know all the the full all the defence shuffles across like you're supposed to do. They're, they're going to the threat, and it really should be a midfield runner that's tracking Watson for the goal. So whether that be Hatati or you know the you know McGregor or um, or Matt O'Reilly, but I think one of them should have been the one sort of tracking that. I, I'm assuming like he was he, Watson was the guy that was marking Hatati, so you assume it's Hatati. But um, anyway, but. They score, make it 2-1. Um, and then, like I said, probably for about five minutes or so after that, they get up a wee head of steam because they're like, oh, we got a goal for basically no endeavour <laughs> or like our first real push up the park. Um, so, you know, Celtic had to defend. Uh, we make some changes. So we bring on Forrest and Carter Vickers right after the goal goes in. 
so, oh, sorry, we took car averages off and brought Phillips on. Apologies, and um, and then yeah, so we sort of weathered the the storm as it as it were, um, and then we end up getting that third goal on the eighty second minute. So ten minutes later, uh, Greg Taylor with a studded effort off a dozen Maeda flick from a Matt O'Reilly corner, and I saw on social media uh, Greg Taylor going, "Oh, someone's finally got on the end of one of your." Your corners, Matty, or one of your corners went in the right position, Matty. So, obviously, a wee bit of a backhanded compliment there because we haven't really been um, pulling our weight um, in the corner department. I think Liam Stills had a decent header in the first half, I think, from, from one of the corners. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah prob- probably not quite hitting the heights. And maybe that's partly because our centre-half pairings have been a bit makeshift. Um, and, again, we're not blessed with tons of height, but... Uh, made his flick seem to draw everybody to the front post and left Greg Taylor sitting by himself at the back with a, you know, a relatively easy finish. He didn't have anyone near him, but he still had to guide it, guide it home. And 3-1, that was it. Points were in the bag. And then, like you say, they made a flurry of changes and it kind of just, not say petered out, but it just sort of um, saw itself to the conclusion after that. But um, actually, tell a lie, there was the one breakaway, uh, Maeda. Was two boy. There was one I'm thinking of was the one we made, and he should have squared it to Kyogo, but he went he went the shot, and it was a decent shot. And unfortunately, um, Forrest couldn't quite get the the rebound in the back of the net. And then what was the one after that? There was one more. Well, there's like a few chances before that. So in the second half, there was um, before the third goal. There's the Miera header at the front post. So there was they were on notice, right? So. O'Reilly found him at the front post. He had a great flick, and it's a good save. The keeper had a good game all day long, actually. Um. Uh, the the Killy keeper is it um, was it Dennis in goals yeah, yeah. so he's he's English I think like, I don't know one of the guys in group, group chat was him yeah maybe um, but he so yeah that was a decent save and I made a good little head flick at, just at the front post and then obviously next one from the other side they don't take the the lesson and this time his flick is more it's more flat across goal instead of at goal and. Um, yeah, he's completely on his own and stuff. But I, I think it's a really good finish from Taylor. Like it's it's really composed and he, you know, keeps it down. It'd be easy to snatch at that. There's a chance, the chance before um that that Kyogo chance. So um Palmer uh, played that brilliant ball over the top, the perfectly timed ball over the top, and Kyogo controls it on his chest. He somehow manages I have no idea how he doesn't yeah. score here. So he yeah. hits he yeah. hits it and I think the keeper maybe flicks gets a slight touch. And so it's a, in that case it's a decent save, but it's a post. It comes back to him and then he just snatches it and he lashes it over the bar. Like between those two chat for the quality of the passing from or the, the crossing from Palmer and then the the first touch or first couple of touches from um Akiogo to get it under control, you think, Oh, you've done the hard bits. Like, you know, just tuck it away and, and they don't. Um and yeah, we saw some we saw some you know footage as if far you know if it had gone in, um, and he was definitely on side. He timed his run great, and the ball was was inch perfect from Palmer, which was not dissimilar to the ball he put. Obviously, this one was more into the body, but he obviously put that great cross in for Forrest um, last week, um, yeah. which was again was inch perfect, and it's probably just the wrong player arriving on it. Um, and then the, yeah, the two year the, well, the one you're thinking of, and there's a two the sort of reciprocal one straight after, which is um, made again brilliant bit of next to ball on our own D and basically charges up the, the full length of the park and he's got Forrest tearing up his left-hand side and Kyogo pulling right. And look, Kyogo's probably got some, in, you know, he's got a defender going with him, whereas Forrest hasn't really. But if you're Miera and you've nicked the ball in your own box and you think Kyogo's probably maybe marked, semi-marked, and Forrest isn't, you probably think, well... Able to have a crack here, and to be fair, he hits it really well. Like it's pretty yeah, straight, it but there's a fair amount of movement on it, and and the goalie can only just sort of parry it. And again, Forrest should tuck that away. Like he just sort of gets a bit tangled, but he gets it out from under his feet, and he cuts back inside, and he just gets it snuffed out. So it's a good double save. Um, and then not long afterwards, and I can't remember how the sort of play evolved, but it was basically Kyogo was was driving into the in the inside uh, inside left channel. And Meira square, and again, yeah, and that's right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a flat. And completely free, so he's absolutely entitled. But the, you know, at this point, it's just a bit of like schoolyard ball greedy. You know, let's see if we can score. 
And Kyogo again, he just snatches it and he doesn't he doesn't tuck it away. And, and Mia doesn't would be entitled to to say, well, you, you know, you give me a tap in there. But equally, then Kyogo go well. You didn't give it to me a minute. Ago. <laughs> so there was a bit of that going on by the end. So so yeah, look that that, that would have put gloss on it. Um, but as we said earlier, the game should have been done and dusted earlier. But um, yeah, the, the last couple of subs was you know Yang. Uh, well, home came on for the 85th minute, so he I think it was about five minutes. I don't so he got ten minutes, neat and tidy. But like you said, the game was sort of sort of losing its losing its. Um, position at that point and then 0888 and Yang 89 were you know barely involved um and I've heard criticism of O again on the back of this I'm like well if you bring a player on in the 88th minute what are you I expecting just, yeah well yeah give the kid a break do you know what I mean like you see a few people oh he doesn't look like a footballer as long as some of the stuff he produced last season was absolutely class and again it was and his minute his goals to minute ratio is excellent um but to the point that we were talking about earlier, obviously Rogers, it's less like Ange. They're not going. The subs aren't going to get 20, 25 minutes, half an hour, thirty-five minutes every week, like they did under Ange. So it's going to be, it's going to be a bit more slim pickings for these players. And that, that's like, like I said earlier, I think that's just going to lead to players being a little bit more, um, you know, snatch, they might snatch at things a little bit more. They're like a little bit more impetuous to just. You know, the more you want to impress, the sort of less composed you potentially are. So, I've, I've got a bit of sympathy for for those players, but equally, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to play. We're gonna continue to play our best team for for the majority. We just need those that those starter players to try and get things done and dusted a bit sooner. You can uh, follow all our action on the, the social media channels, Celtic Down Under, um, on Instagram, Facebook. YouTube and Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Um, Sean will be back in the hot seat next week. He is traveling back from Scotland as we speak. Um, so it'll be good to have him back on. If we're going to be on next week, that's a good point. Well, um, I don't think we will be on break. next week. We, no, we'll we probably might, have the week off. <laughs> we might have a wee break. So you might see us in two weeks. And Sean will definitely be back by then. Um, good point, Paul. Thanks for that. Um, as a reminder. Um, we'll move on to other fixtures that happened on the SPL, SPFL card this week. Um, the Huns got a wee helping hand in Paisley. 3-0. Um, James Tavernier with a double. Um, I must admit, his finish on the, the third goal near the end of the match was 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 nice, but obviously job done by then. But um, the, the controversial decision was the the handball and the penalty followed by a red card with, with VAR that wasn't picked up in real time. Um, so it went to the VAR. So denying a clear goal scoring opportunity. So you get that lovely double jeopardy um, as it were. So that put them one nil up with the James Tavenier penalty. And up until that point, some run were looking pretty good. I thought they were giving them a right, a right old game and, and keeping it, it was fairly balanced. It was fairly sort of end to end. So it was definitely an open, an open match. Um, I suppose for Rangers, if you if you care, um, Zach Lovelace for them. The young boy plays for the B team. He actually looked all right. He's given a bit of zip down the right wing, and he got injured on thirty-five minutes, so he had to get carted off. So they've got another injury. Um, and then, yeah, again, they didn't really blow some run away, uh, and it wasn't until sort of late on that they got the got the second goal, and it was all over after that. But yeah, I thought. Um, you know, St. Martin could sort of pull their heads up, but unfortunately, 10 men from the 30th minute onwards and you're 1-0 with penalty makes it makes it pretty hard. So that saves Rangers' blushes after a horrible week in Europe. Um, so their um, woes are abated for a little while. Uh, and as I said before, maintains our seven-point advantage because they actually beat St. Martin, who were our next closest rivals at the point at the time. And then the other notable game was the Edinburgh Derby um, at uh, Tyne Castle. So Hearts hosting Hibs. Um, Hearts going 2-0 up. Uh, Alan Forrest with the pick of the goals there. He cut in on the, the right-hand side and, and tucked one away top corner. Beautiful goal. Um, and then Hibs somehow <laughs> found a way back in with two quick goals and it ended two each. Paul, did you see any of those two games or...? Uh, no, well, I saw the highlights of both. Um, the oh, look, I don't know what Ryan Strain's doing. 
um, he's had an absolute melt, brain melt, like, and his manager said, "Yeah, far good, right?" And they did, right? He, the only, the only, and I'm going to be a little bit cheeky here, but the only thing you would might deny is, is it a with the quality of their finishing? Is it a is it a goal scoring <laughs> opportunity? Because it's not. It's coming across. He's still got. He's still got to make contact and direct it towards goal uh, at a ninety degree angle. So, you know, I don't know who it was coming in at the back back post. Was it maybe Matonda um, or Sima? Maybe might have been Sima. Um, anyway, again, maybe based on prowess so far this season, you would suggest that that maybe wasn't you know a guaranteed goal. Should just, just have left it. <laughs> Um, but well, yeah, I think that's the thing, right? If he left it, there's no guarantee it would have gone in. He stays on the park. It's still the same result, except you're playing with eleven instead of ten. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit daft, especially in the era when I went with Far. It's never going to get missed. So he's kind of shot himself in the foot and his team, and and yeah, from there it's an uphill battle. But until the second goal, which I think was the seventieth minute, they were still well in it. I think. Um, yeah, so, I was keeping an eye on it. It did really, you know, the one the Rangers weren't creating that many chances. So, you know, it was it was definitely it wasn't one way traffic for that that much as you know for sure. Yeah, and it sounds like it was it was more than even up until that point. So um it's just it's it's only really the little delay and some inevitability, right? At the end of the day, they're they're looking for a new manager and there'll be more upheaval and and it was just interesting that on the back of a shocking European result. Well, shocking for them, brilliant for us. Um, they did ring the changes a bit, right? So probably, you know, and even when we brought players off the bench, I think, I, I look at this in detail, but it looked like he brought some kids off the bench yeah. rather than uh, somebody like Des or, you know, Des is coming for a load a load of abuse, um, speaking about not giving players time to sell. <laughs> um, it, they, you know, the, the jury's very much made their decision on him. So uh, it doesn't really bode well, you know, for, uh, it, for, they spent however much they spent on him, three or four mil, I think, on him. And, you know, the fans already think he's hopeless. So, you know, who knows what the next manager thinks. But to be honest, I don't really care too much about, about what they're up to. They're, you know, they're well back. And you know, I think as we continue to play Saturdays versus them on Sundays during this European run, I expect that gap to, to increase. Um, the Edinburgh Derby was an interesting one because... I only watched the highlights and read a little bit online. From the highlights, there wasn't a single Hibs attack mm. until until I think they scored the goal. Um, <laughs> so it was all Hearts first half and a bit of the uh, and a bit of the second half. Um, the guy Sibic, who at times looks like a really good well, actually, when he's in a more advanced position, looks like quite a neat and tidy footballer. He looks like he can move it and pass it. It's only when he's asked to play his actual position, which is centre back, he looks all over the shop. Um and so he didn't have a great game in that he had this flop which, you know, was looked at for a penalty. And again, there might have been mild contact, but the goalkeeper wasn't aware he was coming in behind him and and he just toe-poked it straight out of play. So I think that would be an extremely harsh penalty if that had been given against Hibs. And it wasn't. Uh, and then he contrived to just stab the ball into no man's land twice within the space of whatever it was, 85 seconds or whatever. And the same the same guy managed to tuck them both away. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Hearts got booed off at full time. So... Hey, you know, you know, you know, things are bad when you draw a you draw a derby match and you get booed off because they probably should have been well out of sight, and then two bits of calamity is defending, basically giving the rivals a lifeline. So, um, you know, they could have both done with a result. You know, draw doesn't really suit either of them all that well. They've never re- neither of those teams have got really up and running yet, um, and they're both under well, new managers at hearts every other month as they rotate back and forth and decide who is the manager this month. But obviously Montgomery's coming to Hibs and it will take him a bit of time to to, to sort of assess his squad and, and work out. Um so it's a good result for it's probably a better it's obviously a better result for Hibs than it is for Hearts. But um I guess from my our point of view given that they're the next two teams we play in the league doesn't seem to be much to be too fearful of. You know they they're both shipping goals um, and chances. There's chances before that, especially on the Hibs side. Um, you're right, Alan Forrest strikes really good. 
and then Hearts had other chances towards the end of the game that they sort of snatched and um even but their second goal was that an own goal? I know that's a Laurie sort of Lowry claiming it, it. It ended up uh Christian Dodge own goal in the end. Yeah. Um, I saw Lowry yeah. run away as if he'd sort of scored yeah. an absolute worldie, but yeah. it looked like it took a pretty big deflection. Um and that's really what, what put us in. So my um my cinch moment of the week is John Suter's dive. If you haven't seen it online, have a look. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's absolutely embarrassing. And if Gav on the uh <laughs> the Celtic podcast that you're on partner with it right now, but um, if he doesn't world. if he, if Celtic World, if he doesn't montage that up with like Titanic music or something, um I'll be very disappointed. Um I'll so suggest, that, he was messaging me for content this week as uh, we go into the international, so I'll uh, I'll pass on you your suggestion, and I'm sure he'll there get you that go. At some point. I'll, I'll I'll take a commission, thanks. Um, <laughs> so that one, and yeah, and Aberdeen, no little draw with St Johnson at home, probably not quite the result they were after. But again, a few exertions in Europe midweek, they got a they got a draw against um, Helsinki. It was, yeah, it was JK Helsinki. Um, yeah, look, I thought that obviously on paper that's a tie you expect them to win. Home game against St Johnston um, would have been three on the bounce, and I think that would have taken them up to fourth or fifth, depending on other results. So um, it, we talk about it all the time. It just shows you how tight this league is, right? But below kind of us, uh, the, the rest are all sort of bunched together. Um, well, I so, mean, yeah, I'd I, look, I, you're right. I'd look from bottom to fifth is two wins. So six points mm-hmm. gets you from bottom up until fifth or fourth place, something like that. So it really doesn't take much of a run to... Because, I mean, as you say, Hibs and Hearts are... Their points total so far is dreadful. Like, Hearts have only got 11 points from eight games and Hibs have got uh, nine points from eight games. I mean, that's, that's pretty dreadful for your so-called... You know, big clubs in Scotland. You know, outside of the outside mm. of Glasgow clubs. So, um, yeah, it just sort of hammers that point home that you know it, it, that small lead again. You know, you lose a few games, you slip down very quickly, but equally, you win a couple. You're um, you're straight back in again. Uh, we are well, heading yeah, towards that. Yeah, sorry. So I was just gonna. Yeah, you're right. Like outside of us, the range is one five, uh, but beyond that. And St. Mirren have won four, and everybody else has won three or less out of eight. It's, it's, oh, sorry, Ross County and Dundee have got a game to play because it was postponed, but neither of them are going to trouble. Even if one of them wins, they go up to three wins or two wins. So not much going on there. Um, We are coming up on that hour, Mark. So I think we're both going to just, we say it both at the same time, but our man of the match this week was Rayo Hatati. Uh, Duran Duran was blaring. It's the shop, so. <laughs> blaring and uh, is he in the squad for Japan this time around? Or is- he is. So him and yeah. Kyogo are in. Um, uh, Maeda's dropped out. Um, he's going to stay back in Glasgow. Apparently, he's, he's not an injury, so he was looking like he was limping a bit towards the end. I think I've heard it suggested there's maybe a wee groin pull. So yeah, he's not going to join up with the Japanese squad. So that's probably good news for us. Um, it's not like they don't know what he can do. Like he's he of the three of them, he's the he's the one with the you it's know the known, most game time, the known, the, most, the, known quantity. the known quantity. So be good for the other two, and hopefully they do get minutes because you know if they're going to trip some around the place, then the least you want to do is you know see them get some game time. Um, what was I going to say? I, AJ's with the Canadian squad. Obviously, McGregor's with the Scotland squad. Um, I'm trying to think. Was anybody else? I don't think. Um, Carter Victor's will be back in if he's just come back from injury. Wouldn't have thought so. I don't know if there's games on that. Anyway, the world. yeah, not sure. But anyway, uh, we will wrap it up there. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, my uh, TV recommendation for this week's Loki. Uh, that's just come back on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, very watchable. But yeah, you've got to have your wits about you because he's flicking backwards and forwards in time. So not one that you you'd give a little bit of attention. So make sure you pay attention if you're watching that one. Paul, any musical uh, recommendations? Yeah, I have. Um, before I get to that, you're right. We, we we watch Loki and we will watch the new season. Uh, but my wife did say, "Well, I'll need some sort of recap before we get back into that," and I think that's probably that's probably a fair cop. It's not one; it's one to watch early in the evening before you get probably a bit too tired. So, and probably not too many. Well, I think 
in an ideal world, you might watch all of it in one sitting so that you know what the hell's yeah. going on. But um, sure. it's getting drip fed. Uh, yeah, no, so my musical rec- uh, recommendation of the week is um, new single by a band called Middle Kids. Middle Kids um, are a band out in New South Wales, um, uh, so here in Australia. And uh, they have a new single called Bootleg Firecracker, um, which has just come out. Um, I assume from a hopeful forthcoming third album. So they've got a couple albums out already. First one came out, I think, 2017, 2018. And then the second, which um, pushed them on, was uh, during COVID 2021. But yeah, great great Aussie band, uh, Middle Kids. Check them out. New singles, Bootleg Firecracker. But go back and check out the previous albums. There's some good stuff there. Fantastic. Thank you, Paul, for joining me um, on Celtic Down Under, the weekend review. Um, We will be back in two weeks' time, so we'll be having a break next week, and then we'll be back reviewing uh, Hearts versus Celtic. Um, So keep an eye out for us in a couple of weeks' time. And all left to say is hail, hail. Hail, hail. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.